0: How we going uh, hey everyone good to see everyone jumping on this morning a few people on there now uh, give it let me know if you can hear me in the chat um, hey Nick <laughs> good to see you here mate uh, yeah it's uh, great to have you with us live um, so uh, welcome another wealth coffee chat another wealth coffee chat Tuesday the 26th hey good morning John where is Sam? Maybe I'll uh, get him on again uh, soon if you're chasing Sam. He usually does uh, an Ask Sam, an Ask Sam uh, each day as well. So check him out. Um, he'll uh, He's usually on randomly at random times. I try to get on with you guys uh, each morning at about 8.05, between 8.05 and 8.10 usually is about the time we get to kick off this thing. Um, So welcome to another Wealth Coffee chat for all of you uh, on this morning. Good to see all of you guys here. If anyone is new, if you're new, give us a shout out in the chat. Say new. Tell us where you're dialing in from. I know there's a few new mentoring clients joining our program. So welcome to you if you're new and um, uh, let us know where you're dialing in from. Good to see uh, a bunch of you uh, here also. Uh, Tonight I thought we would... uh, we would have a bit of a chat about what I call an investment matrix. I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, sometimes, certainly when you're, you're certainly starting out investing or even when you're still going, you know, how do you analyse, uh, how do you make an analysis of investments and their kind of pros and cons, their their sort of upsides and downsides, their, you know, benefits and, and um, restrictions and, and those sorts of things. And I've always found... I do like a good spreadsheet, by the way. I do like sort of scoring things, um, but uh, many years ago uh, I saw versions of this idea which is kind of an investment matrix uh, and the things that uh, we might need to understand as investors that might, um, that might be important to recognise when we look at things that we put our money into, we buy as investments, that I've got seven things that I need to know uh, about the score of, about the value of, about the pros and cons of, and I thought we would talk through those today. So good to see a bunch of you guys on. Morning, uh, my love, my darling Shay, uh, Brendan, Margaret, Allison, and Di, uh, Luach, Luke, Lukic. I keep hacking that one, don't I? So I'm sorry, mate. Um, Simon, Hardik, Stephen, Nick. Shaquille, Jace, Jason, John, Stephen Moss, Chris, anyway, there you go. All of you guys, good to see you. Anyway, let's talk about this. Let's do an investment matrix scoring session this morning on different types of investments. So morning, Sharon. Put it in the chat for me right now. Tell me the five or six investment things that we might want to analyze this morning when it comes to. Chuck it in the chat. What do you think we should analyze this morning? Because there's seven pieces, there's seven things that are important um, uh, in uh, the assets that we buy. All right, okay, a few of you guys are putting in growth and vacancy rates and positive gearing, those sorts of things. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, they are sort of subcategories of these seven main considerations of what we're trying to, to do. So let me sort of kick it off. Um, we're going to analyze a number of different investments, investments, okay? So hopefully you guys can see this little matrix here, the investment matrix. Now let's analyze this morning our principal place of residence, our PPR, okay? Our home uh, when it comes to uh, this investment matrix. And let's do a score and we'll kick it off in this way. All right, tell me in the chat, what's the cost usually either in Dollars or cents, uh dollars, or let's do it in percentages right now to get in your, into your own principal place of residence. Okay. The cost to get in your own home, PPR, when it comes to the dollar slash percentage amount to get into your own home. Okay. And for most of us, that percentage would be uh for if you want to borrow at this amount, we're talking about the the maximum we're probably looking. Sharon saying twenty percent. So yeah, um, that's um, you can put in, you can get into your own home for less, uh, team. You know, uh, first home buyers right now are probably in true, in a true sense, are getting into your prince place of residence for like five percent down, but often it's about ten percent into. There you go, Sharon. Yeah, about ten percent. So ten percent in to the deal to get it done. Uh, to purchase, that's a pretty good score, right? And if we're going to score this out of um, out of a zero down being a 10 out of 10, zero down being a 10 out of 10, uh, and one, one out of 10 being you have to put it all in in cash, okay, all in in cash, then I would give the cost of a principal place of residence uh, in here, I'd probably put that in as an 8, okay? So its value its value would be an 8. So you don't have to put much money in to do that deal. Hopefully everyone's following along here and we should speed up in a little bit um, as we go. So cost in, 8. Leverage. You know, what, what loan to value ratio can you get on your own owner-occupier property? You can get a 95% loan to value ratio on your own property, a 90%. So Low-cost amount of money in, so we got low-cost amount of money. You can get a high bit of leverage on your Prince Place of Residence. Um, so I'm going to give that an 8 as well, okay? Now, income on your owner-occupier property. What income is created from your home? Uh, I'm going to give that a 0, okay? Pfft, nothing, okay? No 0 out of that. Uh, growth, well, it's fairly okay often, I'm going to give that a five in the middle because often we end up buying in places um, where we live. That makes sense. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No, we buy in places where we are and that's not necessarily the best place for growth or value or whatever it might be. That's because you know our kids go to school there. That's because we, that's where we can afford. Uh, that's because, because, because. Okay, so hopefully you're following along in this sort of stuff. So, You know, uh, growth, I'm going to give it a five. Now, tax effective uh, in your Prince Place of Residence. Uh, Tell me, in the chat right now, is your home, your own home, your Prince Place of Residence tax effective? Well, depending on which tax you're looking at, it is actually reasonably tax effective. No capital gains tax, zero capital gains tax. Uh, You don't pay any land tax on it either, so... You know, there you go. So I'm going to give that a five. It's not a 10, but it's certainly not a zero. Okay. Risk and volatility. Okay. In your home, do you have risk or volatility? For me, the answer is um, for me, the answer is it is low risk, low volatility. Most people hunker down in their own home. So I'm happy for you to put money into your own home because the risk of you kind of running away and giving up too quickly um, is uh, is quite low. And liquidity, how fast can you get access to money in your own home? Well, I'm going to give that a two, okay? Because uh, liquidity means, um, you know, if your home's worth a million dollars, you owe $500,000 on it. How quick can you get um, uh, in into that, okay? And you're right, Nick. You know, you can get some concessions, but there's no um, uh, there's no um, uh, deductions for the cost of it. So that's where we sort of balance it up. So you guys can see quite quickly there what that looks like. Okay, what have we got here? We got uh, uh, 20 plus 16. Uh, looks like that's a 36. Is that right? Tell me if I'm right with, um, with the score. <laughs> All right, when we're having a look at this. So, you know... Um, When we think about these things, I like the idea of understanding these seven bits when it comes to investing, okay? So let's quickly do investment properties, okay? And we can dive into residential investment properties. We can dive into commercial properties. Let's do that. Investment property, residential. Investment property, commercial. Uh, Let's do some shares and... uh, What else could we do over here as a a little bit of analysis as we go along, all right, Um, in the the sort of space? So dollars cost in for investment properties, you can still get 90% loan in there. So I'm going to give that an 8 for sure. Leverage, again, an 8. Income, I'm going to give that a a 9. And why am I going to give income a 9? Because... Investment properties, residential investment properties are the most consistent income stream on the planet we can invest in, okay? As everyday people, there is no other better income stream on the planet that is more consistent than residential real estate. So I'm giving it a nine. I could probably give it a 10. You know what? I'm going to get carried away this morning and I'm going to give it a 10, okay? I think it's fantastic, okay? Now growth. Um, again, I'm going to give that a good mark, uh, and I'm not going to. Uh, I'm going to give it a great mark at, at the top end because growth in real estate is very consistent over the long term. Over the long term, okay. So I'm a big fan of it. The longer you own it, the better off you're going to be, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Tax effective. Again, I'm going to give that a seven. Now I'm giving it much more on this one. Now the challenge is. We end up getting some exposure to capital growth here but we flick around and we get income, tax deductibility, depreciation and other things. So for me, balancing this up as an owner, as an investor, I'm saying it's tax effective because it's most uh, impactful because I'm not going to sell. I'm buying well and I'm not going to sell. All right, everyone following along? So risk and volatility, investment properties, Now, there's a bit more exposure in investment properties. I'm I'm going to tell you why, okay? I'm going to give it a seven, okay? The reason I'm giving risk and volatility in investment properties a seven is not because the market is risky per se, uh, because people are risky. And the sad issue is with investment properties, uh, we have way too many good time Charlies. You should see so many people pouring into the property market now, Right, they're all coming in. Oh, yay! We're all making money. Woohoo! Like this, and here's what's going to happen. This is like I'm telling you. I've seen it five times uh, over the last 20 years that I've been investing. Everyone pours into the market when it's great. You know what? You should have been investing three years ago when we told you to. The lowest prices, the best value, et cetera, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. No, but now the the unsophisticated, the uneducated, pour in and pay too much. And it's not even paying too much, let's, let's be honest. They're pouring in, they're buying with the wrong attitude. They're like, oh, I'm gonna buy this thing and if it and, and it's gonna go up in value next week and I'm gonna make 50 grand. Bullshit, rubbish, stupidest idea on the planet. All right. If you're buying real estate, you're gonna own it for 20 years, irrelevant of when you're entering the market, um, etc. So, what's gonna happen in two or three years' time, there's gonna be a bunch of Sad investors uh, who, well, they're not even investors. They're good time charlies. They're not you guys, that's for sure. You guys are buying and building your portfolios who are going to be, oh, the thing didn't grow in value enough. It didn't work. And then they're going to sell their properties uh, and, uh, you know, complain about it. Anyway, that was an aside. Um, (laughs) Let's get back to scoring. All right. Uh, And liquidity, investment property liquidity. Again, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a two uh, on the liquidity score. How fast can you get that money? It's slow. Now, it doesn't mean that that's bad. I actually quite like slow liquidity um, because it does slow us down, okay? So let's add that up. I need my damn calculator. Someone can do that for me. 21, 23, 33 plus 16, 40. I don't know, 48 or something. Maybe I got that right. Math isn't my strongest. All right, what have we got there? 16, 26, 31, 38, 45. Yeah, it was pretty close, wasn't it? 47. Anyway, 49. Oh, my Lord. Under pressure. I'm cracking. All right, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> uh, anyway, so good score, huh? Good score. Out of a maximum of 70 here. We're looking at this. So as we look at these these things, team, we can have a bit of a look. Now, let's quickly do these couple um, so we can sort of finish on time, but hopefully it's making sense to you here. There's no such thing as a perfect investment. There are things that you get from those investments and you need to understand what that might be, okay, Uh, in the world of um, value, okay? Investment property commercial. Okay, cost in. Well, I'm gonna put that as a five, okay, because most of us as investors, the cost in could be quite significant, okay, anywhere between 30 and 40% on the way in, okay. That can be quite challenging. That's a lot of money in comparison to five or 10% in. That's a big chunk, not attractive to me, okay. Leverage, I'm gonna give that um, a six. At the end of the day, 60 70% maybe loan-to-value ratios. Income, I'm certainly, I'm going to give that an 8. And the reason I'm giving it an 8 is not because, oh, you know, the rental incomes from commercial property have a higher yield. Uh, they do. However, they can be vacant for so much longer. The expenses, the cost of vacancy in, in commercial property can be insane. Okay, it can be years sometimes. Okay, so that's why I don't particularly score that very well. Okay, certainly for most buy and hold um, investors who are just trying to build a simple property portfolio for their future, commercial doesn't make any sense to me in the beginning and maybe makes a little bit of sense at the end, but that's not what we're talking about today. Growth in commercial, I'm going to give it a seven as well. It can it can work, but it also can be quite volatile on the other side, like like times like now, um, in in whatever. Tax effective, it's certainly tax effective. It's risk and volatility. I'm going to give it a five. It's far more volatile than residential real estate because its values are connected to the rent. Okay, the rent goes down, the value goes down. Okay, right now, what's happened in in, uh, in the world of rents, okay, pretty significantly uh, reduced. Liquidity, certainly I'm going to give it a two. It's slow. And so if we do the math there, someone can uh, <laughs> someone can do that for me again. That'd be got 10, um, 11, 17. What have we got, 10, 5, 20. Is anyone, who's better with the, the calculator there while I'm doing this? Someone give me the answer. That's good. All right. It's not as good as investment properties. There you go, um, as we roll along. So hopefully you're sort of getting the hang of this, team, and uh, let's have a bit of a look at this. This one is quite interesting to me. Thanks, team. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I should have I should have pre-added these up, shouldn't I? I should have done a bit more preparation in my presentation. There um, we go. Let's do shares. Let's knock this over. We've got a couple of minutes left. All right. Now, I'm talking about direct leverage for itself, all right? So if you go and buy shares, you go buy shares, random shares all over the internet, not over the internet, the ASX or in the the listings, what cost in? Well, I'm going to give this a zero cost in, okay, because you've got to put, you've got to stump up the whole amount, every single piece. doesn't mean it's bad. It's just you've got to put... the whole cash it i'm going to give it a zero leverage direct access to every share in the stock market across Australia, the whole the whole of australian um, thing can you get leverage the answer is no okay direct leverage call up and go i'm going to buy some know, i'm going to buy some csr shares can you lend me 90% of it somebody and the answer is what no so leverage zero Yes, you might be able to get leverage from your home as security to buy the shares, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about standalone, no other security leverage on the asset itself, okay? That's what I'm talking about. Income, I'm going to give it a five, okay? It's in the middle depending on what you buy, but it's quarterly, maybe six monthly or annually, and sometimes they don't even pay it. You know, in COVID times, nah, we're not paying it, Okay? Growth, now, I'm going to give this an 8, okay? Often the share market has more growth more often. Uh, It doesn't mean that I like it, but it's certainly more growth orientated when it comes to investing. Tax effective, I'm going to give it a 5. It can be tax effective, but not as tax effective as real estate. Risk and volatility, um I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a 0 as in the worst score because shares can go to 0. 0. Nothing. All right. Okay, and they can be up and down in in uh and I'm going to give liquidity a 10. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 for liquidity. You want your money back from shares, boom. Away we go. Okay? So if we add that up, I can probably do that. Um because that one's easy. I've got to put a few zeros in there. 28 okay so for me maybe for you if we look at this investment matrix and we go how do we score things um how do we look at things and sort of see all right well where and how would I invest as we go along so hopefully that makes sense take a screenshot or a snapshot of this and uh Each time you think about investing in anything, have a think about these categories that are important to us as investors, right? How much money, how much cash are you going to put in? Can you get some leverage on it? Leverage allows you to make your money go further, your cash go further. What income? How consistent is that income? Growth. Uh, Will you get growth? How often is the growth? Um, uh, and and so on, tax effective, land tax, capital gains tax, income tax, other incentives when it comes to those costs um, as you go in, Um, and how volatile is this thing, okay? How quick can your money go down? How quick can it recover the volatility and liquidity? How quick can I get my money if I need it, okay, Uh, when it comes to our investing. So there you go. Hopefully that uh, was a value, made some sense, whatever it might be, on this morning's wealth coffee chat. Um, so let's uh, let's call it there. I've gone one minute over. I try to finish at around about eight thirty or nine thirty each time. But uh, uh, that's it from me, folks. You guys be well. Join me tomorrow around about the same time, eight oh five ish, for another wealth coffee chat. Until then, you guys be good, stay safe, and bye for now. See you team.